Welcome to episode 138 of the Headspace and Timing Podcast. Today, I have a conversation with combat veteran and author Don Lee Gunky about his efforts to impact the way that policymakers think and talk about the veteran suicide epidemic. Here's a short preview of the full conversation. You're listening to Headspace and Timing, where we're trying to change the way that we think and talk about veteran mental health. Having had the lived experience with losing a brother while deployed and his own struggles with suicidal ideation, Don wanted to understand more about the issue of suicide and complexity of it. One of the concerns is that we, as a community, believe that it's primarily a post-9-11 combat-related issue. But the other thing that I've been working and trying to you know, understand is the complexity of the picture. If you were to look at the primary image most people probably would have for it today, which has been reinforced, unfortunately, by a lot of research I've been doing on just how it's been presented, the image you would probably take away is it is primarily this generation combat-induced PTSD that ultimately leads to the acts, and the research is not putting that out anywhere near that. So it, it, that flawed image is affecting a lot of the policy, which affects ultimately down the line what clinicians end up doing to help their patients. Don's efforts are about trying to bring more awareness to the fact that we have to address the suicide epidemic in the older veteran population. Um, they need a little bit more attention, a lot more attention than they've been getting. But it, it, it comes back a little bit again to presuming war-related trauma. I'm not sure if you read the uh, report that came out in June of last year, but they actually broke down over a 10-year period um, by conflict era, um, and not just conflict era, but there's a category in there that's called peacetime, where the, the proportionality of losses was. And if you were looking at explicitly the combat areas, Vietnam is, is the most. There's going to be some crossover that has to be adjusted for. But if you're looking for straight proportional losses, the, the largest uh, area that had losses was peacetime, which constituted 33%. Um, again, you're going to have to adjust for crossover because people served over in many areas, but 33% of the people that have that, you can make a really good argument that 20 to 25%, which is cutting that down by 25 to 40%, um, served exclusively in that. So if you're talking one to every four to one in every five veterans who took their lives, died, uh, had only served during peacetime, that severely undercuts the argument that it's explicitly post-traumatic stress, more specifically combat-induced post-traumatic stress. Don and I talked about how best to look at veteran suicides since the data that we have is typically several years old. The best way probably at the present time would be trying to look at the long-term trends, but because the long-term trends are flat, as, as we've said, what we can say of the stuff that we've passed so far is that it isn't particularly effective at present, and that's not necessarily because nobody cared. I think it's because they're trying to do this one-size-fits-all approach um, and their, their misunderstanding of the, the complexity of the issue. So at the moment, the best way you're going to be able to know whether or not something is working is going to be long-term trends. And I think that's something that nobody wants to say right now is that do not assume this to be a quick answer. Don repeatedly talks about the complexity of the veteran suicide epidemic and how it can't be presented in a superficial way. And that's, again, where this becomes even more complicated um, because it requires a, a more extended focus than we're giving at the moment with regards to 
what are we treating? How are we treating it? How do we meet everybody's needs, um, whether it's post-traumatic stress or not? Um, most of the, if you were to look at most of the, the reporting on this, outside of the fact that it predominantly focuses on, on this post-9-11 generation, most of the like media reporting, news media, print media specifically, tends to focus on like training and uh, outreach and exposure. So you'll see things like uh, I just saw one the other day. Somebody's going on a on a canoe trip during in this place near where he lives to kind of give exposure to the number of 20 or 22 veterans a day. Most of those are just trying to get that number up, but not with that, not with any kind of context. So without kind of putting any kind of context, even saying that this is even more complex than what people presume, people are kind of left to their own devices. And that's people in the community, that is different veteran service organizations, that's politicians. So all of this tends to kind of feed in on itself if, if we don't have these more complex elements that kind of need to be there for us to make good policy and allow for clinicians to make the kind of decisions they need for individualized patients. Having published a number of books about his own experiences and policy in general, Don talks about the current book that he's working on. The book right now is broken into three parts. Part one is what's the current presentation by the different actors that have helped either make it or reinforcement. So media, VSOs, politicians, they've either brought this to people's attention or they're bringing what they understand to people's attention and then reinforcing it by different means. The second part is basically, here's just how complex this really is. And it doesn't get into every possible factor that would take too long, but it gives you some of the big ones, some that are explicitly veteran-related, but some that aren't. And then the third piece is trying to go give us a little bit of a way forward, some things that we need to recognize before, besides the fact that our picture is flawed, that are going to be hindrance to us, and also possible options to help in the future. I don't. I say options because I can't guarantee that they'll work, but they may help other things, specifically treatment purposes, that may resolve this problem. Um, the two big ones on that end tend to be education and issues related to stigma. And education is pretty much your picture is wrong. Let's refocus. Stigma is another matter entirely because that also is a bit complex. And finally, we talk about some of the response that he's had to the book. It all depends. Some of them. Are, are shocked. Quite a few of them are shocked when they start reading uh, Section 2. It's, it's been a little bit of a positive when I'm recommending certain things, but it's also still one of those complex things where people are like, really? I didn't know that. Or I didn't know this. Or I didn't know that. Um, even intelligent individuals. My father and I have had conversations as, this, uh, as I've been working on this thing. And things like that, that 33% of individuals in that decade period were serving in peacetime, and you can still, again, break that down to probably 20, 25% exclusively. That shocked him because he, as smart as he is and as, as, as much of an intelligent individual as he is, he's just like everybody else in the presumption that here's, here's the picture, here's the cause. And we're finding that that's not the case. So things like that have tended to, to open people's eyes, but also frustrate them when they see that because it's like, why haven't I been told some of this stuff? So it's kind of a mix. It's a mixed positive and negative just in terms of its effects on individuals. You're listening to Headspace and Timing, where we're trying to change the way that we think and talk about veteran mental health. 
Don and I talk a whole lot more in the longer conversation. We talk a lot about his thoughts on current policy, challenging assumptions about suicide, and much more. If you want to get the full episode, make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast player of choice or go to veteranmentalhealth.com forward slash HST138. Just a reminder that the guests and information on this show are for informational purposes only and not meant to be considered professional advice. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. Finally, remember veterans, you're not alone, ever. Ever.